Welcome to the Authentic Deb Podcast. I'm Debbie, and I'm your host for All Things Authentic. This podcast exists to bring people just like yourself from all over the world to share our stories, laugh at ourselves, and encourage each other along the way. Get ready to laugh, cry, and be empowered, but most of all to be you, because being you is enough. Well, welcome to another episode of the Authentic Deb podcast. Today, we're talking with Cindy from British Columbia Part 2. And that's because uh, my video and audio stopped recording the first time around. So we must have really something awesome to say. So without further ado, I'm going to let uh, Cindy introduce herself and tell us all about herself. And we'll see where the conversation goes from there. Cindy, welcome to the show. Hello. Yes, I am in northern BC, Quenelle, a small little town, actually, of maybe 20,000 people tops. Um, I am a Reiki practitioner. I do Reiki in person and online. And I also create bracelets with crystals that I'll have little healing messages for, you know, they're custom made to each for each person, depending on what they need support on in their life. That's awesome. Now with the crystals, which is kind of a new thing, the jewelry, do you uh, have a Facebook group yet? Or are you just kind of putting it up on those page? If we've got people interested, how would they, how would Um, they find them? Right now it's directly as um, my Facebook profile and I'm working on doing the rest of it. Probably going to incorporate on my page sooner or later and build a little shop on my page to to do with Reiki on there. And if they're really interested, they can reach out to me too and I can get them in touch or maybe put a couple bracelets on the Authentic Deb podcast page or something. So that'll work. So you said you're a Reiki practitioner. And so what does a day look like for you? A day looks like, well... That's different on every day. Some days I don't have to do anything. (laughs) Other days I'm busy because everyone wants a bracelet or um, I have several Reiki clients or I'm doing also intuitive readings or it just depends on the day and I let it flow. I, I don't have strict expectations of each day. So how long has it taken? Do you have, uh, do you do mostly distance Reiki or do you have clients that come into the house? I know that you had uh, showed some pictures of your uh, room that you set up, which definitely looks like something that, you know, you would have people in person. I do both for sure. Um, I started off actually doing all my courses and everything and workshops I'd done um, in Vancouver and while I was, so I had I built a little bit of clientele there and they've become my distant clients. Um, and, and I do it in the room as well. So it doesn't matter if it's in person to me, it's both the same and time and space. Right. No and, distance in the spirit. Yes. What I always say. Yeah. <laughs> so walk me through how does somebody, and I know it's different, but you know, for me coming from all these different things that I want to explore and do and really turn my passion into my business, you know, be able to make a living off of what I, what I'm really built to do is being a healer and a, you know, an intuitive and, you know, a coach and really not even so much as a coach as much as a, just a real, um, a teacher, you know, and yet, you know, I'm in corporate America and probably, 
we'll just speak by faith. I've got thousands of listeners mm-hmm. and they're, they have a passion and they know there's more. And yet I know we talked today about money. How do, or how did you really go from A to Z in the terms of just kind of going for it. I believe you had told me in an earlier conversation that you've kind of always had that entrepreneurial type of spirit where I've always kind of been the boxy nine to five, got to work and oh my gosh, I can't wait to get out so I can do what I really love. And so that's where I'm at now is like in my fifties trying to push through and do what I really love while I've still got to go make the paycheck. So, but how did you, I don't know, take us back so many years as far as kind of how it all laid out for you. Well, it starts off with part of my personality being a free spirit. I will change my mind like the weather. If it starts disinteresting me, I move into something else. Or one can say it just flows into me because I'm always not necessarily searching. I become interested in the next thing and think, oh, that would be great. Um, Because this all started when I was actually a web designer in the 90s. And all I did was saw something on a, a small website and then... I decided, you know, my daughter was only a year and a half. And in that time where she was sleeping or napping, I would try to learn it. And within six months, I had a contract job doing HTML programming. (laughs) And it kind of progressed like that's my personality. And I went through that and I was hired. I moved from a smaller city to the big city. And then I got hired or, and yeah, I got hired at an internet provider there doing the work. And then I went into, and I started gaining weight being behind the desk and I went, started going to the gym and within four months I lost a ton of weight and people were asking me how I do it. So I'm like, Oh, follow your nose. Let's go get your certification for personal training. So that has been my longest entrepreneurial thing um, from early 2000, yeah, 2001 ish to about 2016 that has been my longest everything that comes in between my intuitive readings and stuff that was just part of me that I didn't really make business so it was part of a spiritual growth more so than anything and then I eventually it kind of came together and then and then as I grew older I decided that I want to take that and that would take me into my older years your golden <laughs> years training. so do you still do personal training no um, okay. I retired from that okay but once you got into personal training you were doing that just entrepreneurially like on your own or were you working for a gym yep no 100% contract worker I've always been I've raised my daughter being a entrepreneurial put a roof over her head did it and you know it I value great. that yeah <laughs> You know, that's, um, and I think I like what you said that you were a free spirit because it's not that my path or anybody else's path are wrong or that we can't do something, but there is a understanding that you can't compare yourself to everybody because everybody has different, you know, different things. Like, did you raise your daughter on your own? Um, you most of the, most of, most of the time. Mm-hmm. So which is a hard enough job as it is. But even though you have a daughter to think about, it also frankly lets you make decisions that, you know, if I was joking with uh, 
somebody the other day that I can't just pick up and tell Susan we're going to move to XYZ because I want to, you know, frolic in the trees. Uh, you know, I've got somebody that I've got to make decisions with. So we've we've got to, in that sense, especially when you're coming to money and and it, taking a risk or whatever, there's, there's more than one person involved. So even if the free spirit of me just wants to, you know, jump off the ledge, I kind of need her to be holding my hand at the same time, or we're going to be going in two different, you know, two different directions. But I think that life is definitely a journey and definitely a thing to be explored, like in every moment that you're in. And that's what I think I'm learning what, as far as really being in the now in leaping in, even like the group, you know, leaping into possibility is like, yeah, it's all out there. There's nothing withheld from you, but you are going to have to take a leap. And, you know, and I think a lot of us without me even finishing the class that was going on today with money blocks and all of that, uh, I know that money is the block, you know, it's that thing of, I want to leap, but I got to pay the mortgage. I want to leap, but I need health insurance. I want to leap, but I don't have any clients yet. You know, I want to leap, but, 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 and then we just kind of set ourselves back. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's not not easy to do that when you've got your, um, I think that's one of the reasons why I never got involved in corporations as I, I felt that, and I see it in other people that it's, it's my reality when I say it, it's not anyone else's, but I feel like I see a a trap and that's how I view it because you, you lose your, a bit of your freedom. you get, you get rewarded with your benefits and whatnot, which again, are not even a guarantee is a whole nother tangent. I'm not going into, right? (laughs) (laughs) but, um, that's one of the things that actually comes up for me is a lot of anxiety. I don't want that. And I never have wanted it. It was, it's, I was adamant about it. And I had so much pressure all my life to just, even from your own parents or my parents, you've got to get a job. You got to have one with a pension and, and, and I, all of I thought was trap. I don't want to, <laughs> you know, it's really interesting that you say that because the job I've been at, I've been at for five years because we had taken a, a while and kind of left everything and traveled on the road. Um, that's, that's for a different story, but being in my fifties, the job I'm at, you, you vest at 60 years old, you vest at eight years and it's a 225% match. And that's, and that's not playing the stock market. It's, you know, it's a county. It's the Harris County in Houston. So it's, it's a done deal and it's a match for life. Mm-hmm. And so it's an excellent, it's one of the true like real pension plans, you know, because it's not based on the stock market or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a 401k where you can lose it all, right? So they take a, a mandatory amount out of our paychecks every week. Mm-hmm. Um, every month and they set that aside and then they match it. And so after eight years, you vest, you, you start earning that match and then um, you can draw when you're 60. Well, I vest in 2023 and I turn 60 in 2023. And there's that part of us that's like, 
just hang out for three more years. Just do it three and a half more years. You can, you can, you can retire June 1st, 2023, mm -hmm. right? Um, and you can have a little pension that will pay for your little country house and you can sell this house and then you can do whatever you want to do and, you know, make your money doing what you're doing, you know, whether it's bracelets, intuitive readings, coaching, retreats, whatever. But there's that other voice. It's like, Oh my God, three and a half more years, you know? And I, I tend to go on this pendulum swing with it. Mm -hmm. so where I had told Susan at one point, I'm like, it's almost like a curse that this damn job has a pension because I'm so close to it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? And it's like, and so I had to go round and round with, two, I got to the point, Cindy, where I'm like, for today, <laughs> I work at X place. And I like my job. That's not it. You know, I like the people, I like the job, but it's not my passion. My passion is like, speaking to you and working on the the retreats that I'm about to put together and the firing Miss Perfect workshop and intuitive sessions and and stuff like that that's my passion and I'm like I want to make money at my passion mm -hmm. and but you're I'm stuck in that well I can't quit right now which there is wisdom in that okay like there's no savings or anything there's there's nothing set up for me to go hey Susan I'm quitting at the end of the year you know, not that it couldn't happen. So it's like, I, I look at you and I'm not jealous, but I am, I am, but I'm not because it's like, I know that that has its own set of challenges, but when I see people who are free, it's almost like ugh, jealous is the wrong word, but there's like a longing to be like, oh, that's what I've always wanted. And it's not about not working or not working hard. Right. Because I'm working my butt off, you know, I'm getting up at four, I'm editing, I'm writing for my book, I'm working on websites, and mm -hmm. and then I'm going to work, and then I'm coming home and doing it again, and uh, I know it will pay off, you know, but um, sometimes it's just really hard to be in that, that spot, and then when I hear you, I'm like, oh, see, you could just quit, you could just quit, Debbie, you could, <laughs> you know? yeah, like you said, there's, challenges in both and I, I again maybe free spirit there's free spirits in everyone you could be a free spirit in in what you're doing and I'm also nomadic <laughs> I'm one of those I picture myself in one of those vans oh really doing intuitive readings and making bracelets because I think whoa that'd be fun and I don't know right. I'm that type of person that wants to move around and doesn't need much. I don't, I, I like connections with everything, whether it's animals or people or trees or water, whatever it is, more than any material thing. So I, that has never, the, the house and the, the fancy cars has never been in my, it's not even in my radar. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a feeling for it. Um, yeah. For me, I think because I've always been this person, I've moved around a lot in my life by choice. And because I've always been that, I don't have a fear of that anymore because I've done it so many times. And when you do something over and over and over again, you keep starting over. I don't know how many times I start over from zip, zip a suitcase and then go and then do. And I've done it. No, And because I've been conditioned to 
it's going to be fine. It's going to yeah. be fine. <laughs> you know it's gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and when we when we went out on the road for 18 months and just left everything and drove around in a in a Buick Regal with our five-pound chihuahua, <laughs> we were fine, you know. And yeah, we stayed at some people's houses and we spent some nights in the car. Um, we got down to like six bucks or something, you know. I mean, we kind of lived off donation. We never asked for any, but everything was taken care of, you know, the car insurance and the phones were really the only bill that we had. The car was paid for. So it's just insurance and our cell phones. We didn't give those up, you know, gas, car, no, no medical insurance or anything like that. So that was a little weird, especially like when the dog got sick a couple of times, cause that's like your baby, you know, um, on the road. But, you know, I look back and go, Holy cow, we, we made it. And at the time, I couldn't ever see having a house again or settling down or being in one place. I, I thought we'd just be like, I guess, nomadic the rest of our lives. And now, and I'll, people would say, oh, you're going to get a house and this and that. I'm like, uh-uh, you know, get out the garlic. It's just, no, we're not doing that. And now that we're settled, the thought of going out and driving around again was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> you know, it's like a different season. You... Yeah. I think when you're in the right season, you have the grace to, to fulfill that season. And if you try to, if you try to push it, then, then that's what wears you out. Would you agree or not yeah. agree or? It's true. And the change too, right? The change with the change with that. Yeah. I mean, I could see us going and we want to like take our jewelry and stuff and go to, you know, fairs um, and awesome. it, connect with people. But then I want to come home to my house. <laughs> you know if I, i'd be happy coming home to my van if i had like it's that's been in my head for a couple of years now the whole, the whole van thing honestly it is i would live in a i mean if, in vancouver is my favorite place i'm not in the, the town that i desire very much out uh -huh. but the city that i come from i love and who can afford it though you know you're getting a 400 and something square foot basement suite for Twelve hundred fourteen. That's what I was about to ask you. Why are you not there if you love it? Just because it's you can't afford to live there. Yeah. You know. So well, I, I maybe I could if I wanted to choose to do that and what I change my life to match that accordingly. I could do that. I think yeah. it's just, I don't want to pay that. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I like that you said that because it's like we can do anything. Like I could go be a lawyer. I could go to school for the next bazillion years and take the bar. The question is, do I want to? It's not, if it's not a priority, you won't. It's make. not a priority. So even yeah. with you living in Vancouver, do you want to do the, the stuff that it would take to make that work? And if the answer is no, well, then that's, that's what it is. Yeah. How did you get to the city you're in though? <laughs> a man <laughs> oh a man you followed a man yeah well, that's kind of how it happens a lot of times <laughs> but it makes in in my daughter lives in the city so i oh she does I, okay I miss her a lot like she's that's that city is about 650 700 kilometers away so i don't see her as often as i like <laughs> where is she what city she's in vancouver oh she is in vancouver yeah. okay and is she as much of a free spirit as you are? 
Yes. And she, her dad and I are opposites. Her dad wants, loves the disability, so encourages her one way. And I'm like, just do what you want. Be happy. <laughs> I'm that little butterfly. Just do. If you're not happy, then you can't do that. If you're not happy, you got to do something that makes you happy. And I think she's trying to find a balance um, because she doesn't like. This is the first job that she's had that is corporate type job. So she gets the benefits and everything and she works the Monday to Friday to five type of job. But it, it stresses her out because she doesn't have enough time to do things that she really loves, which is also making bracelets, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, cool. and, and, and photography. She's an amazing photographer. And she is a creator herself. And I feel that in what she's doing, she doesn't have enough time to create. I feel that way. <laughs> yeah, you I know, get it. And it's funny since deciding to start the podcast, which had been in the back of my head for a long time, and it kind of came in the middle of working on other stuff. It's it's something I think I knew deep down mm-hmm. that would be really natural for me, and maybe that's why I resisted it for so long because it's almost like even in the last couple of weeks since I really said, you know what, I'm going to do this. I love people want to talk to people, all kinds of people. They don't have to be business people. They don't have to have any special skill. Just be human. Just be breathing, you know, have our organic conversations with people. But even in the last couple of weeks, Cindy, it's like now the conversation in my head is back about, do I really want to work three more years, you know? And then you, the pendulum immediately goes to, well, how are you going to pay for it if you don't? You know, and so there's this swing, but it's that getting that feeling of doing what you love and that empowerment, knowing that I could spend all day tomorrow just behind my computer talking to people and building things, you know, the couple little projects I have, but there's no clients yet, you know, there's no, there's no there's no base. There's no paying customers right now. And so there's that thing of, I don't know if you've ever been through that, like you need the clients, but there's an element of doing some things for free at a more reduced rate so that you, so that they know what you're about. And I'm in that stage right now where kind of everything is free. And it's like, I, I don't want to use the word need because I think that makes it like a poverty mentality but I would prefer to move into being paid for your services, right? Like there's this moving into, and it's a maybe a delicate dance, but I'm wondering if my own thing about money is why I'm stuck in that waiting for the paying partner. I was going to ask you, actually, what, what story are you telling yourself when you say that? Because what there's you're in your what you don't know you're assuming that you won't as soon as you follow what you want to do you're assuming that you're not going to make money that's the story yeah and it and it's valid there's a i mean that's a very common thing to hear um and it is challenging i'm not saying that oh yeah how i'm doing is not challenging 
because you're looking for work no matter what. Right. You're always going to look for work. Always However, looking. Your mentality changes a little. It shifts. So work does come to you. Work flows away from you. Again, you have a little switch in your brain. Work flows away from you again. So I think a lot of it is our attitudes about it. Yeah, I think that it's a really good question, you know, because when I think about money, I have come a long way. And when we were doing some of those questions today for the listeners, we were just doing like a money block exercise. And when I was answering the questions, I was like, hell yeah, I deserve that. Like, I I know somebody answered like 100,000. I answered 10 billion. And it was like literally the first thing in my head. I was like, hell yeah, you know, I just couldn't stay around and share my answers. But I had on the top half of it, I had some things that were definitely, it wasn't about feeling unworthy or anything. That's where the growth has come. It was more about that feeling like it will never happen for you mm-hmm. um, or that you don't, you don't have what it takes or this or that. But as far as feeling like what you're worth or what even your services are worth or anything, it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you know, even when they said, what would you know, like if basically my thing is if money's no object or whatever, or what would, what would money, if you had all the money you needed, what would it allow you to do? And my first thought was to do what I love, which is to connect with people, empower people, travel. But when I say travel, I don't, which would be okay. I don't mean like buy a million things and go travel and just sightsee. When I think travel, I think of going everywhere and helping somebody build a house or walking through the jungle and helping somebody or being able to walk on the beach, being able to to rent the boat if you wanted to, you know, but it's really much less about those type of things and more about the freedom. So when I think yeah. of money, I think of time freedom. Freedom, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's the way I view it as well. I, I like my freedom. I don't like to be tied down to <laughs> Yeah, and so right now. Choices, what do I want to do? Yeah. Um, and, and alongside with that money, I put myself in a situation where I am, I'm 100% debt free at almost 50. I don't have... I don't have a pot to piss in either, but <laughs> I, I have, you're debt free. I don't have debt, right? I have a little car and me, and that's it. That's, that's awesome. That all belongs to me, and I don't, I don't want to ever get into a situation where I, I want debt because as soon as I see debt, that takes away from my freedom. Well, I can't say that I'm debt free. <laughs> and you're the norm but I don't really want to be the norm but then there's that thing of going like you know I like my little things you know but uh I mean you know I was thinking that the other day like you know we're in this house in Houston but eventually we're going to retire to our little country house in Texarkana it's on a little acre and behind us is all farmland so even though it's just an acre you've got a thousand acres behind you and we're hoping to buy a couple more from the people but so it feels much bigger because it's farmland all around you know it's not like a house is 10 feet away from you or anything like that and I was sitting on our leather couch recliner the other day and I thought it's just a little 1100 square foot house and we're used to having bigger house and I have my own den that I'm sitting in and Susan has her own den that she's sitting in and we kind of like our space. And, and I was like, wow, retirement's like three years away if I wait that long. And 
there's like nowhere to sit there. You know, I started having all these conversations in my head, but yet when we're there, we feel so free. We never want to come back to Houston. Every time we visit there, it's too short and it's so peaceful and so serene that we're just like, don't even want to come back, you know? And so I was like remembering that, like, Think how it feels to just be out there and watch the birds. And I could do this podcast and, you know, write my book and host retreats and do everything from there. I don't, I don't need to do it here. So it's like the house is set up, you know, it's, it's a little, you know, little small mortgage. I mean, you know, I could go work at McDonald's and make that mortgage if I needed to. So there's that thing about this, this is doable. Oh, but if I just wait for the pension, then. The pension covers all that. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. There is a guy in this town. He um, he's also actually from the city, and he decided he's a free spirit. He decided to open a studio that's um, yoga and stuff in town with his wife, and I think his wife took nursing. So they decided to open this business up, and I just discovered they shut it down. And I thought, where the heck did they go? They, and then I looked at their um, website page. Everything that they offer, like yoga, meditation, all those are free. He does do yoga retreats or self-mastery program, I think it's called. And that costs, but everything else is free. And they have a house that's just out of town here. And he's got something. He's got that. Everything flows to him. Yeah. Would you send him my way? (laughs) He's got good energy. Everything just flows to him. Like no matter, like he chose that business, and and I and this is just overhearing from someone else that he decided that he didn't want that. It wasn't the thing because they felt tied down. A business wasn't giving them freedom. Freedom. It was tying them down, and they discovered that. So they decided to do everything from their home. Yeah. Well, I think this is going to be a really, I know it's going to be a really good year, a really, a a really freeing year. It's funny how we just totally got off into the money thing, but I believe that anything we talk about, whenever somebody listens to this, there's going to be at least one thing that that resonates with them. So that was a fun conversation. You and I could talk for hours probably on this conversation. (laughs) I must give you my hot seat, my hot seat questions. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to try to give you something you can answer better this time. What do I want to ask you? Hmm. Now that I know you're a free spirit. Okay. Let's see. If you were given a million dollars and it was tax free, would you run naked down the town square? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I should have seen the look on your face. Nobody needs to see that. <laughs> a million dollars tax-free. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Just had to ask. <laughs> Let's see. You through the forest, maybe. But no, no, the- everybody's got to see the tatas. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Oh my God, that's funny. I don't know. I'm so warped, but it's been a long day and I'm tired. So let's see. Uh, What else do I want to ask you? What is your favorite dessert? Oh my God. (laughs) Um, I don't eat a lot of sweets. 
but I'm toss up between if I'm going with a Western dessert, it would have to be cheesecake. If I'm going with Asian dessert, it would have to be just about anything Indonesian. Indonesian has the best little cakes. Okay. <laughs> and let's see. I know you want to go back there, right? You've been there, right? Indonesia. Yep. Uh, where's somewhere you want to go that you haven't been? India. You haven't been there? I thought you'd been there. No, that was your question last time and I answered India. <laughs> Dang, I'm so blonde. Okay, you go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. <coughs> My goodness. Ooh, can it be something intense? You can be whatever you want. You can be funny or intense. I don't care. All right, it's in relation to your um, corporation. Now, if tomorrow you walked to the front door and the front door said we're permanently shut down, what would you do? Oh, my God. I would probably would scream hallelujah or go like, yes. <laughs> and, and if I wasn't so overweight, I'd probably try to do a cartwheel. <laughs> Awesome. I would be so excited because then my wife wouldn't get mad at me because there'd be like no choice. Blessing in disguise. <laughs> you had said that earlier about, you know, like, what's the story you tell yourself? It's not that I don't think I'm worthy. The story is that I don't know how this is going to work. You know, it's like having to see it first. But we can have another conversation. Huh? Your energy said a lot right away. Yeah. You didn't even think about it. And you said... I would be so happy. Yeah, I would. I, and that's why like starting this podcast has like brought it all back up. But I'm not walking around mopey. I don't want my listeners to think I'm walking around like, oh, shit, I have to work. That's not it. I mean, I've, I I was for a while. And I guess, you know what? I'm going to enjoy each moment. And this is where I choose to be right now. This, you know, I have some goals, things we want to do with the house, new windows, get bills paid off. And That's this word, it's choice. You said it's so. a choice, but the, recognize that. the more I've gotten into our, our group and gotten mm -hmm. into really putting energy into the things I say I want to do rather than coming home and watching Netflix. Um, now it's like, Oh, I, I don't think I want to wait three years to, to, to do that full time. And that's, but it's, it's, yeah. So it's interesting. But I thank you for being on the show. Tell us a little bit. Do you have a website or anything I can put in the show notes as far as how do people get a hold of you to get uh, distance healing or an intuitive session or whichever? You can either search me at, as Cindy Virginia on Facebook or uh, I do have a Facebook page called Awakening Soul Journey. Um, and it says Cindy Virginia Reiki Practitioner on it. No, I'm okay. not fine. <laughs> Just use my name. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll for sure put all of that in the show notes as well so that people can get a hold of you. And then you can always go to AuthenticDeb.com to uh, get in touch with me. If you can't find Cindy, I'll make sure and connect you. So, Cindy, Thanks. thank you so much for being on the show again. And our conversation went a completely different way. <laughs> So I really appreciate that, that you took the time out of your day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Authentic Deb Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and connect with me at AuthenticDeb.com. 
There you can book a session with me and request to be a guest on the show. So until next time, this is Authentic Deb signing out. And remember, be you because being you is enough.